Hello everyone and welcome back to another Akansora Roundtable. It's been around six months since we did the last Mountain Horn Dragon Roundtable, so we figured it was time to get together again and give you guys an update on what's been happening. And of course, we're joined again by the Mountain Horn Dragon crew, JF of Beauregard Reptiles and Eyal and Rebecca of The Responsible Reptile. But before we get talking about Mountain Horn Dragons, allow me to thank Exoterra for sponsoring this podcast and making this episode possible. Exoterra makes quality products for our pet reptiles to make them feel at home. Okay, let's talk dragons. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Round two. Akinsora, round table, round two. For all the mountain horn dragon lovers, we are back. Yeah. It was long overdue. It was, it was. I figure actually if we do it, if we do it somewhere like this, where it's like a every every like couple of months we do like an update on what's been happening, it could be a good way to sort of compile a bunch of information with before we forget it ourselves. I'm trying to take notes and write stuff down, but but you so know, do I, but then my I memories. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know where half my notebooks are. I actually started one that, that said mountain horn dragons and I can't find it. Mm. So we're gonna do it this way. This way, we're all fresh on memories, and yeah. And since we're joined today for the first time by Rebecca, why don't we throw it at you and start off with you first? What's your favorite thing about mountain horn dragons? Um, they never, they don't really run away from me, so I can pick them up so easily, and they just stand on my finger, and I can walk with them for like at least 15 minutes all over my reptile room and it's just uh, spectacular that's that's awesome. what i personally love about them yeah 100%. do you have like white eyed skinks you don't need to look for them for half an hour for them to freeze on you yeah versus you know is that is that how is that what the crocodile skinks are you're both working with crocodile skinks am i right yeah JF is working with JF. No, I'm not. I don't have any oh, no. oh, okay. oh, yeah. It's like it's we our are, reptile yeah, room. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we're working yeah, with yeah. them. Uh, we just got yeah. a pair. And yeah, they 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 play dead in, in <laughs> It's like they freeze exactly where you found them, <laughs> even if it's mid-run. And so so you, you need to spend like half an hour to find them and then they play dead with you. With their Kansara, they just play dead on you straight up. So straight away. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what you're saying here. What I'm understanding is out of the all the dragons, and we'll count the crocodiles kings as a dragon, the Fine. supreme dragon is the mountain horn dragon. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean do you, do you have a do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite from the species that you guys are working with? Uh I, I don't know. No, I mean, you know, the baby, the babies, the babies are really cool. The babies are really cool because obviously because we handled them since they were born and yeah. also because they're completely not afraid. So um, there is quite a difference between the wild caught and the captive bred. So they're just like, they're just, just amazing. Awesome. So that's one of the babies. So friendly. Yeah. 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 Which so clutch friendly. is this from? That's uh, Lily and definitely zero. It's so probably... the second clutch. Second, Second class, probably yeah. number fifteen or so. Oh, wow! <laughs> to go by the numbers, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Is this is this from the same clutch that um, my baby from? 
Yes. Um, no, this is from. No, yours is from, from the first clutch. You got from the first. The, okay. That's the second clutch. Yeah, because I was gonna say the baby I have is a little bit bigger than that. I think. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's a few months more uh, mature. Yeah, we both yeah. got it from the clutch. Yeah, okay, I was about to ask. Yeah. yeah so you, we have we have all the same clutch. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what? Since you already have the babies out. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 start there. Um, last time we spoke, I don't remember had they. Yes, they had just hatched. Yes, the mm-hmm. babies had just just hatched. Give us a little bit of a rundown. How did it go from hatching, and then you know maybe include the expo and 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 how like you know was was did you did you find it? Was there excitement for them at the expo? Did you find that people were relatively interested and in wanting to to purchase them? that kind of thing give us a bit of a post post hatching rundown so we had uh, one uh, we had a few uh, interesting encounters with um, a, a blogger named fadi uh, <laughs> who, who got one and um, i did it's true we, we met adam from uh, wicked weekends and yes. uh, obviously he took three three or four uh Oh, yeah, four. Yes, four eventually, which is uh, yeah. really awesome. cool. Yeah, he has one from their clutch. So he has three from the first clutch and then one from this clutch. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And are you in are you in uh, um have you kept kept up with any of the other people that have some of the babies? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, okay, all so kind of there. they're all healthy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is amazing. Zero yeah. fatality, which is awesome. Yeah. Um so one one baby was sold even before the expo, and at the expo, people were very interested, but n- mm-hmm. not to the point of like, uh, you know, crazy crazy buying. Not that we had a crazy amount to sell. Um, yeah. Why do you think that is? It's a new thing. It's a new thing, and they're they still they still have the uncool name of the regular reptile, the not exciting reptile. Because we're still we're still working on making a kind of start right again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. Uh, I, I find it that a lot of especially when you're talking about expos is is people are looking for the cool thing, the next cool thing, and you know, it's like everybody And this is them, it. the people just don't know it yet. Yeah, and this is them. And obviously their their horns are a bit different than the others. I mean they are the condosized mountain horns, so obviously their horns are also condosized. Condosized. I was wondering. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Condosized. Yes, yes, they are. Condosized Actually, I think. Like, so when when I move to the basement now to the new reptile room, um, my four by four looks like nothing. Much smaller. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like nothing all of a sudden. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's not even here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in my in my two bedroom condo, it was a half the condo, right? Yeah. yeah. It, exactly. It was pretty much my living room. Yeah. yeah. It's what you pay three grand in Toronto for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, these are so much easier to keep. But again, it's like they don't have the cool name, and we're working on getting them. People excited. There's lots of exci- excitement for them. I'm I'm on Morph Market, and there's a lot of messaging coming from the states. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sadly, sending this one to the U.S. costs more than this one. Them. Of course, yeah. of yeah. course. Which is why, which is why you kind of got to do it as a like a group order with a bunch of people getting on yeah. it and, and either sending a bunch of animals together or, you know, yeah. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, it's super interesting. Okay, what about um, 
sort of raising them? Did you find that they're any different than keeping the adults? Is there anything that you have to do for the babies that you didn't have to do for the adults? Um, any of that kind of thing? There's things that we need to do for the adults that we don't need to do for the babies. Okay. The babies are not afraid. Yeah. Right. All. Okay. They yeah. are so, it's like the, the adults, there's six months of acclimating them. Yeah. Of getting them to not hiss at you. Even. The, the wild caught ones. Yeah. Adults, yeah. And they take they take longer. They, they're, they're, they're super angry at you at the beginning. And mm -hmm. then there's all the worries about, are they gravid? Are they not gravid? And yeah. I mean, they are have, it's like they, they do get sexually active before they're ready. And I think this is part of our problem. It's like the females are getting gravid way before they should get gravid. And we don't know that and they're in nature. So it's out of mm -hmm. our control, sadly. Um, so there's that. There's a lot, a lot of health worries with the adults. And you don't find any of that has been an issue with the babies? These ones are they're like... also really, they're good eaters. Like as soon as you give them the food, they immediately jump on it. Um, yeah. So, and with the adults, like it's very strange. Like sometimes they just don't eat anything for like a week. And I'm like, what's happening? Or a week and a half even. Um, I'm not sure if it's because they're like it's wild caught versus or just being well, an adult and they don't they don't eat adult. that frequently. Yeah. It'll well, be we interesting to see how they are going to be when they will be adults. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Maybe they just go through periods of time that they don't eat at all. Um, I think that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. they only go through those periods because of nature conditioning, and once you mm -hmm. raise them in captivity, they would not go there. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, all all of my all of my mountain horn dragons last. I, I can't remember exactly. Like I, I would say around six or seven months ago, like when it was supposedly their time in winter, which I'm sure we'll get to into into the timings and and the different seasonal changes and all that. But almost all of them barely ate, and I was starting to get very very worried. And then mm -hmm. like. Like like clockwork, they all started eating again um, once the reptile room started getting a little bit warmer. So I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into the that that in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. I I do think it's a time period and seasonal change thing where they stop eating. But mm -hmm. this is also a great transition into asking JF because you mentioned gravity too early and that kind of stuff. So anyway, JF, um, you have since the last time gotten uh natalia eggs yeah i got uh tell us about two that. clutches yeah. okay awesome so, uh fantastic we had uh, the first clutch was 17 eggs and there were uh, five that were duds okay and the second clutch another set of 17 and that time only uh, only two were slugs so uh, i have a total of 26 eggs incubating right now so that's quite exciting that's uh, awesome yeah, it was is, very is interesting. There... So go ahead. No, yo, go ahead. That's that. I, yeah, go ahead. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it was very interesting to see the uh, the process of of the egg laying and how the uh, the females varying the eggs, how they're using their head to uh, to pat the earth down to make sure that the eggs are are well camouflaged. The uh, the first clutch she laid in an egg box, um, a nest box, which was really easy to find. The second clutch she decided not to use the nest box. Um, she dug all the way under the roots of the ficus tree that I have in the tank. I had to actually go and, and dig 
through the roots to access the eggs to pull them out for incubation. And it's crazy. I didn't expect her to have, to have gone that far underground to lay the eggs. So those eggs are, are growing, developing just fine, both clutches. So uh, can't wait to see when, when the eggs are going to hatch. I'm incubating them at around 18, 20 degrees. Okay. So it might be a little bit longer than, than uh, the uh, lepidogasters that uh, Rebecca and Al have uh of hatch right because you're keeping them a little bit warmer if i'm not mistaken oh, we we we, we I, I kept them a lot warmer <laughs> well we kept them at room temp and our yeah. room temp was ridiculous that's also why we moved um and, and i think that's the reason for some things that i don't like so the next clutches that will come come on lay them uh <laughs> JF, can you yeah. whisper to my... Uh, yeah, they need some uh, my... encouragement. And mine, and mine. I have three gravid females, or what I think is gravid, that are just driving me crazy. Come whisper yeah. to mine as well. Let's get those uh, eggs out of there. Well, Fadi's closer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's not always, like, uh, you know, rosy when it comes to having gravid females. Like, we were discussing prior to the, uh, the podcast, uh, one of my female lepidogaster just got egg-bound, um, yeah. He had seven eggs, and there's absolutely no room for anything else to go in to the uh, to, into her stomach because she was completely full, and unfortunately yeah. she passed away. Okay, so, maybe then, yeah, maybe let's break that down for a second. Okay, so yeah. before before that before that the the other female the the Natalia. Yep. Before she laid any eggs, is there any behavioral changes that you noticed um, she, that kind of showed you she was about to start laying? Yeah, she actually stopped eating. See, for okay. me, I didn't see any any difference in in feeding throughout the year, like you guys were mentioning. She's a an amazing eater. However, I would say a couple of weeks before she's about to lay, she stops eating completely. Um, probably for the same reason as I mentioned with the other female, the the eggs are taking so much space inside their body that they can't eat. And then at that point, that's when you know. And then uh, after that initial couple of weeks where she's not eating, then you will see them going down to uh, the ground and start looking for a place to lay. So they dig uh, many little test holes and eventually they'll choose one. And uh, the egg laying process lasted, oh my goodness, about nine hours. Wow. You know, that Like the digging, the laying, the burying. Um, yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of time was spent digging and then burying the eggs uh, and quite the, late into uh, into the evening. You know, lights were out, so it was uh, it was quite the process. And then, did you see any of those same behaviors with the lipidogaster female that unfortunately passed away? Unfortunate. Well, unfortunately, um, she was not digging. It's almost like she had no clue what to do. What to do okay. at that point? I was trying to show her different places in the terrarium where she could lay the eggs. She had stopped eating, um, and then you know, in a couple of days, she got very dehydrated and and uh, she just couldn't uh, hold her head up anymore. She passed. Um, but no, that's the thing. I think that the female was too too like we were saying too young, um, and that the eggs were too big for her pelvis. And so she could not lay the eggs, unfortunately. I think that that's what the issue was with that female. I think that's what happened with Red. Yeah. My 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 two my two first batch females, one of them was very, very egg bound. 
to the point that I had to like soak her and give her belly massages and she eventually yeah. eventually she laid them all in the water. Mm -hmm. But and none were good. None were good. No. And uh, no, one was good. One was sorry. Good. One on on the second batch that she had. Yes. Yeah. But not the ones that were laid in the water. But not the one that were no, laid in the, in the water, water. They were all brown and yeah, yeah. And yeah. But yeah, soaking that's... them in water actually really helps them. Ayal gave them bath as well, uh, so that looks like it helped her as but well. She and was, lots of massage. She was pretty but... big. She was just egg bound. Yeah. She was she was at eight. She's the, she's the one that I she's thought bigger. will give yeah. me the most eggs. Mm-hmm. She's the biggest. Um, JF, when 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 they did the test digging, yep, was it at the same day of the laying, or was it like no, no, it's prior to that, maybe a week prior. Okay, um, I didn't keep track of when they started digging, but it was not the same day. Literally, maybe three, four days. You, you, I could see different uh, locations uh, in the substrate where she had dug, uh, and like I said, nowhere near the nest box but in, in crazy places, in crazy places. Um, so I guess the first time she was like, oh my God, I did all that work. And then he just removed the eggs right away. So she tried to, to be <laughs> a little bit more uh, stealthy the second time. Just to go back to the uh, the baths and, and everything, I tried that with a female um, that passed away. Unfortunately, that didn't help. But that's one thing I noticed though, although she was not looking for a place to lay, she constantly went to the waterfall, have like a waterfall mm -hmm. circulating in, in mm -hmm. the tank. So she was going to the water to try and remain hydrated as much as she could. So she she tried, but uh, yeah, it just there was nothing to do. I tried the massages. I remembered what you had said before. So I said, okay, I'm going to try uh, to do like uh, via doula like Eyal was, but uh, it didn't work out, unfortunately. Yeah, they're, they're very hard. It's like apparently they're they're harder to keep yeah well that's that's crazy yeah that's my uh my experience with them i have like i thought i'd be uh it'd be easier because at first they were a little bit more feisty than the the natalia mm -hmm. um you know like remember i had to uh to syringe feed my female for about six months before mm -hmm. she started eating on her own um and then i thought it was going to be like really difficult to uh, to take care of the Natalia. And then the Lepidogasters were completely the opposite. They were very feisty. They were uh, easy to feed, but then, you know, like out of nowhere, they just crashed. Unfortunately, some, some of them didn't make it. Uh, those that, however, those that, you know, like I was able to, uh, uh, to acclimate properly, they're really resilient. I have a couple now that, uh, are are well established and one of them you know also i have one of your babies so same thing you know they're a lot more like you can tell that the captive bred are more alert uh mm -hmm. terrarium than the wild cots just because i guess they're used to that environment that's what they that's what they know yeah also sure. as, as i spoke with body about it in texts it's like i i think that an animal that spawns that much and that frequent is probably also an animal that has, has high, high yeah. rates. So mm -hmm. it's just a matter of, it's like when we're talking about wild at the very least, it's like, I, I guess we'll have mortality. Yeah. And that's it, 17 eggs. Even the female, the Natalia quite is quite big, you know, for a mountain horned dragon. Mm -hmm. um, but 17 eggs in a small body like that at the end, you can see the eggs through the body, like the ribs are pushed out. 
Um, you can actually see the outline of the eggs. Mm -hmm. and that's that's how clear it is when they're uh, they're ready to uh, to lay the eggs. Oh. Yeah. So maybe ours are not gravid. Maybe they're just uh, chubby. <laughs> maybe they're just maybe they're not ready. <laughs> I, I'm having yeah, or maybe they're not. Ready. I'm having this. So so two of my bintangensis females and and the one capper female are like scarily scarily big. Like I've, I'm even considering this maybe time to take to vet and make sure that they're not egg bound or, or or like maybe at least get uh like take a look at them from the inside and see. I, I forgot what the word is and and uh, and see how many eggs or what's going on because it's 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 definitely scary. But to add to a comment that was mentioned earlier um i believe gf you said three or four days before they link they were digging my capra female has been digging test holes for almost two months now wow uh yeah yeah so, so she's something she doesn't like in the substrate maybe you think so i don't know but she so she she started before she looked how she looked now um okay. like she didn't even look really gravid when she started but now mm. the frequencies increased and she looks huge um but that's that's um Maybe maybe that's something we could jump to next. Actually, substrate and and what kind of substrate you're using because like that could be it. But before we do that, uh, I just want to throw one more thought out there as well. Um, Pictus geckos, uh, breeders don't keep them together in the same enclosures because they have, I, I believe, they're technically their bodies aren't ready, but they're technically sex sexually mature at like three or four months, and the males aren't really waiting for the females to be ready, so they immediately start. Uh, mating them and that's why i believe um females are prone to dying faster because they're getting gravid earlier or whatever so it could be something like that as well as as we were mentioning earlier it could be that just they're able to get gravid at a younger age doesn't mean that it's good for them yeah. um and and if they're wild caught odds are that they're the male is mating with them at some point somewhere but yeah i think the uh the opportunity to play moderator for a bit um, Al and Rebecca were successful with uh, Lepidogasters. I have two clutches of Natalia. What about you, Fatty? I think that you oh, yeah. have success with another species. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, yeah. So, so last time we spoke, <laughs> thank you, JF. <laughs> so last time we spoke, um, I had just gotten eggs from my wild caught Bintangensis. Um, so that was so I, I even remember dates, I believe. Uh, so the eggs were laid January 16 and it was exactly, I think seven months later. So I believe June or July, uh, seven months, exactly. <laughs> so I can't, I'm not going to do quick maths here. Um, they did. So I had eight eggs, six hatched, um, like I said, around seven months and I incubated them at, um, I incubated them at room temperature as well. So actually, Greg from Beneath Canopy Exotics, yeah. give him a shout out. He he incubated them um, uh, in his basement, and he said it was around 21, 22 degrees Celsius, or maybe drops a degree, mm -hmm. uh, up a degree, or whatever. And they hatched in. So you remember you were mentioning? Um, I think the Lepidogaster hatched in somewhere around four or four or five months. Was it? Um, so it, it took longer than the Lepidogaster, but it took a lot less than what. Um, I was told and what I was expecting. So I was told about a year. Um, and yeah, so they have a lot faster. And then, so unfortunately, uh, four of the six have now passed away. Um, so I have two babies left um, and the two babies are doing great. And um, mm -hmm. I have not been able to, this is probably another topic. There's, there's a lot to unpack here today. Uh, so this is probably another topic to dive into. I have no idea why. Um, so... I should say five came out well. One came out looking a little like 
me and Greg were both like, oh, I don't know about that one. And then mm-hmm. that one lived for two or three weeks and then died. And then one by one, it seemed they were getting weaker. Um, so not sure what was going on. The last two, it's been now, it's been like since the last, since number three, I'll, I'll call him, um, has passed away. Number one and two are doing great. They're um, super chubby little pigs. They're eating well. Um, they're growing. They're sitting in the water. So I, I have hope that these two are going to make it. But I haven't been able to figure out what went wrong with the original four. Now, I did at the point, at that point, I was speaking to Ial. Uh, I believe Ial's belief, <laughs> this is a long, long chain. I believe Ial's belief was that it's, it was the incubation temperature. That that they were incubated too warm, and that that was probably what was cause, causing it. I, I I feel like the day or two before they were dying, they were looking a little lethargic. They were almost like picked up, and it seemed like their their bones were really limp. I'm, and this is something that I, I brought up earlier on, on on the text on the group chat as well, JF. I, I think that there could be something which. I'm going in circles here. I think that there could be something that they are getting in the wild, some form of supplement that some form of food, something that's giving them this energy that we're not supplying in uh, in captivity because it's just the way they were dying off. Was, and I, and I, for days, I was checking every box. I made sure all the parameters were right. Temperatures were on point. I was giving them. Oh, <coughs> the other thing is UVB. I was at first too worried about giving them UVB for long periods of time. So I only had the UVB light on them for an hour or two. Um, since the last babies died, I'm doing six hours of UVB. And so... Maybe it was they were not getting enough, but that also seems unlikely for them to be dropping off that fast. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I, I don't have an answer to this question. Um, the last two babies, thankfully, are doing great. If if uh, if anyone has any opinions or why they think they think the other ones, I would love to hear them. Um, I'm trying to keep track of everything, and hopefully, the so the two two of the three gravid females I have now are bintangensis. So. It looks like we're going into round two, and hopefully I'll get to try it again and, and get things right. But I, I have no explanation of what happened to the other four. Um, yeah, sorry, I rambled for a while. <laughs> the other two females that you have, were they gravid when you got them? or? Yeah, so 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 the, the mother of the babies um, was gravid as soon as she came in. So I, I actually, so I, I'll, I'll give, like, I'll do the, the bit of a timeline thing. They, they arrived, I picked them up. I didn't pick them up. I was already traveled when, like, I purchased them. They arrived when I had already left. So Greg picked them up for me. And before I arrived back to Canada, so this all happened in a two-week period. They were picked up, the eggs were laid, and, I, like, I came back in all in a two-week period. But um, only eight eggs were laid, which seems like... A smaller number than what we were expecting and then the other thing um that Eyal also pointed out was that could have been uh her second clutch um maybe the first one was laid in the wild this was the second yeah. one and she was gravid during transport maybe mm. that could be another factor that that caused caused it but yeah who knows mm-hmm. yeah yeah to go back on this first second clutch yeah. uh the first clutch was laid and then two months later i had my second clutch of natalia same female right same female right. so do you remember do you remember months sorry same. uh july 24th was the first and then two months later september uh around the same time around the 20th or something like that so yeah, yeah that throws off our 
time frame mm-hmm. by a lot by a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh man these 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 animals are interesting okay so um maybe maybe we'll get maybe we'll get into into that the the uh, let's let's start with let's start with the substrate first of all um so you guys have had successful i i will go back to as well the female never buried those eggs she just scattered them mm-hmm. um so they were they were she never did the dick test she never did any of that stuff they were just scattered um so now going back to the comment jf you're saying of maybe that there's the substrate i have downstairs not the right substrate for laying um let me ask you guys two questions what kind of substrate are you using and how thick of a layer are you going because you also said she she buried them very very deep down uh and i will throw a small uh side note here i i I do find it interesting that she laid them on the roots i think we may have said this in the oops sorry i think we, uh, we may have said this in the group chat but i've seen many many different species lay against the roots of trees and and it could be like like we were saying probably a protection thing or, or something but that's that's very interesting to see that she she did try to do the same thing but anyway yeah so what kind of substrate and how thick of a layer and maybe Ial and rebecca take it first and then uh throw it to jeff uh so we do we we mostly use reptis oil with some um bark bits and um forest floor so i do a, a mix of all all of those the exoterra so, forest floor yeah yeah so that was what i'm that that's where the, the pedogaster laid and they were fine with it um this year it's a bit more um moist than last year mm-hmm. um and for the natals it's the same but we'll see the thickness of the layer is they're both uh, in, say, the lepidogasters are in an exoterra three by three, so it's all the all the bottom part is soil. Mm-hmm. Um, no but, drainage layer. So it's about, I'd say, two and a half inches. Sorry, no drainage layer. Oh, there's so a tiny, tiny. Yeah. There is a drainage layer. Okay. Yeah. But like the when, when Lily laid her and she dug them all the way in, she almost ripped the net yeah. that gets you to the drain like the separation yeah 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 she, she went as deep as possibly yeah. humanly possible but mm-hmm. reptilely possible <laughs> and, um with the natals i have the same substrate i just gave them a deep side and a less deep side and then they have a water feature that is big so hopefully they will like it. If not, we'll see. Now with all the descriptions from JF, I think that my probably they're not even gravity, they're just yeah. fat. We're not fat shining, but stop feeding them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing is we have to kind of play with the dates and figure out roughly when is their season and all that. But okay, so JF, what are you using? Uh, for me, it's a mix of topsoil, sand, uh, cocoa core. Um, it's it's a like a pretty much. A, a big mix that I, I use in pretty much all my tanks. Um, I, however, started adding Repti Bark to the mix because I think that the way that my uh, terrarium is designed, the water rises too much. And the, uh, the I don't know, maybe the last two inches of soil are like is really soggy, really soggy. And so that's something that I was worried about. Uh, there's about four or five inches of soil in my tank where uh, where she laid the Ooh. eggs. 
Wow. Did she lay them in the soggy part? She did. Now, I don't, like, that's what I don't know, though, because I, I didn't leave it to chance. I went and I dug the eggs out right away, but do they require that much humidity for the eggs? Because do, do they lay during their rainy season or just shortly after the rainy season? And so that those are um, variables that we don't know. And uh, because it's just the first two clutches that I have, I was not willing to uh, to leave any eggs mm -hmm. in the uh, in the substrate to see what was going to happen. Um, also, um, you know, like I don't know how I would have been able to keep track of what's happening to to the egg. Like constantly digging must have like would have disrupted the uh, uh, incubation. For so sure. I you know, like I didn't know what to do, but uh, I knew that I had to incubate them artificially. But she did lay in in a very wet section of the uh, of the substrate. That's so interesting. from my research about yeah. where they live, hit us. Uh, uh, and can you and can you can you also uh, just before you say that list, can you also give us this like the location and what species this is targeted towards? I take my, I, I triggered it with um, a place where they would have Natalia. So, uh, okay, so this is Natalia National Park. Sorry, can you say that name again? Virache. I have no idea how you would say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's in uh, Vietnam. Okay. Uh, they literally have April 19 days of rain, May 31, June 29, July 28, August 30, September 28, October 21, November six days of rain. I mean, they literally have four months of no rain. Wait, so wait, wait. I, I think it's... What are the four months? Are those four months that you just mentioned, the four months of no rain? So four months of no rain is December, January, February, and March. Which would be their summer, I guess. And is that when they're supposed to lay the eggs? I think I so, have no right? idea. Do they lay in summer or do they lay in winter? Yeah. So yours, uh, Jeff, your, your female laid in July, July. and September. Yeah. yeah. Which would be how how what what does the rain patterns look like there in um uh, in those months? Yeah. He also said that it was very heavy. Now, like, now come, uh, comes the question: Is are they attuned to Vietnam or are they attuned to nature? Because if they're attuned to Vietnam, then it doesn't matter what we do, and it doesn't. And and how are they attuned to it? How do they do they keep record of months and days? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't have a temporal lobe. Uh, they, they only have reptilian brains, so they they can't read. Like, I I don't understand how they would. What I think is that they sense changes of barometric pressures, of barometric pressure. Yeah. And that sure. means that we, so their summer is our summer. So we, we, we need to switch. So if they laid in July, it means that they would lay in summer Vietnam. They don't know. It's not, they don't know what time it is. Yeah. But I, but it's, again, is it, are they attuned to the conditions that would be similar in Vietnam? You know, like when is the proper time to lay? Because uh, remember, we had talked about how we were uh, uh, misting our terrariums. And originally, I was doing short bursts of maybe one minute at a time, um, five, six, seven times during the day. And then after talking to you guys, I decided to uh, to increase the amount of misting 
uh, to a longer verse, like about 10 minutes, but twice a day instead. And so after that, that's when the activity started happening. Uh -huh. um, and now I'm, I'm back to a more, I, I would say reasonable because when you spray for 10 minutes, no matter what you do, the soil gets really wet. Uh, the drainage is not as well, as good as uh, what you would have in nature. Um, so yeah, is it is it because I increased the amount of misting that I had the activity and then that Could triggered be. the delaying? I don't know. Mm -hmm. so and then another the thing. delay in the time that is, so their trigger to lay is peak rainy season. And and so you triggered her to lay, but then, but that also would require her to already be ready to lay for the trigger to just well, have her lay the egg. Or, it, it, or, yeah. Yeah. It didn't trigger the, the laying process. It, it triggered, triggered the activity. The mating. The mate. Okay. Yeah. Mating. Yeah. Yeah. The we mating. Too, Did yeah. you see a lock? We had that too. As soon as it's. As, so, as, as soon as, as, I, as, missing, I, as you sent me that video yeah. mm -hmm. of them doing the dance. So I went to misting of five minutes because I, I have no idea how you handle the draining after misting of 10 minutes. I mean, I'm doing five minutes on on every Monday and I'm still like sucking the water out of this terrarium like there's no tomorrow. Um, so if you do 10 minutes every day, twice a day, like, yeah. do you drain it daily? Yeah, I have to drain oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to drain it. The the uh, look. There's well, now you can't see anymore because it's dark. But there's I don't know how big is this? Six inches. There might be five inches of water. Um, and uh, every second day, I think I had to take you know about one or two inches out to allow the water to uh, to rise again for the yeah, uh, the other misting. Water in Ontario is expensive. Yeah, <laughs> everything. I, I don't know how it works in Quebec, but uh, in Ontario, you pay twice for the water. You pay once for the water delivered to you and then for sewage. Uh, so, yeah, I'm no, why yeah, not? They don't keep any queries. Not getting 10 minutes twice daily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to collect your rainwater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm also giving them RO water. It's like it's oh, wow. high maintenance. Well, you want yeah. to make that surprise. That's the price. Fine. That's we'll true. Try. Yeah, that's true. Or yeah. maybe we're just looking into it too much and then they will do their thing no matter what we do. We could be. We absolutely could be. Yeah. We could. It's like, I, I think. More than likely we are. <laughs> most, most More than likely we are. More than likely they sense barometric pressure mm -hmm. because I don't think they, do they have, and, and that would be what we can ask somebody with a degree in biology. Does the brain have the capacity to know what's 10 minutes and what's one minute? Uh, Fatty, you want to talk about it? I have a degree in biology and I have no answer to your question. No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you in school? But, you know, I've seen alligators know the days of the week. All right. As silly as it sounds, uh, in Florida, the, uh, oh my goodness, all the like, <laughs> uh, JF in the wild. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. finish my thought and then I'll turn the lights on. Um, what's that farm uh, in Florida, the, uh, the alligator rescue? Uh, where they, they keep like a, a bunch of alligators. I don't remember, but the Everglades. Yeah, something like that. Um, and Florida. Uh, <laughs> they feed the animals on Sundays mm -hmm. and they have different locations where they're going to feed the animals. So when they're uh, during the week, when the animals are on display, 
Um, most of the action happens near, let's say, there, there's a beach in the farther corner of their enclosure. And then on Sunday, when it's time to feed, the, um, the caretaker goes to the bridge, which is elsewhere uh, in the enclosure. And that's where he feeds them. And every Sunday, they will migrate from the beach to the bridge, like clockwork, before it's time to feed. So it seems to me that they have a knowledge of, of you know, time. time. Some form of internal clock. Yeah. The cats, cats have it too. No, they don't. <laughs> I don't know. Dogs do. Dogs do for sure. Yeah, but dogs still has no ability to distinct between you left for the day or you left for two minutes. Right. Yeah, they don't have. Yes, but but if you they feed don't have your a dog, Yeah, but if you feed your dog at four p.m. every day and then you go at four o three, you. Your dog is there waiting. He knows, you know what I oh, mean. Yeah. So they, it's like, it's like our cat. Yeah, to some, to some certain it's extent, only, they do sense it's time. Only patterns of time, that they can or or patterns of time. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't when know. they should get something, they're on it. Yeah, yeah. This is a good doctor to write about, mm -hmm. like, you know, the reptilian brain. Are you yeah. gonna do it? Yeah. Are you going back to? No, I'm, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, did you ever witness a lock? No, I saw the I, I saw the male chasing the female around, but as soon as um, they saw me, they stopped whatever they were doing. I like I don't know. Did I did did I film the the dancing? The female was like you know mm -hmm. like wriggling on on the branch, like enticing the male. And uh, no, I was not able to film that. Hey, Al, you did, but I wasn't able to get it on camera because I got it on camera. Near. You got it, uh, Fatty. Fatty got got yeah yeah. Yeah, because every time I got near the tank, they would stop everything. So they're very secretive. Well, uh, they're in Quebec, and you have uh, modesty laws. So, oh my god. <laughs> um. So I'll, I'll tell you one second. Let me. Uh, you can uh, see that uh, I love your province. I like I like your province too. Yeah, I I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, so, so I did, I did catch it. I did. Sorry. I was making a note of that moment. Um, I did, I did, uh, I did catch it on, on camera. And, and so mm -hmm. I got super lucky because I was redoing something in their enclosure. And so I put them in the temp a temporary enclosure for the night and something about the change of environment triggered it because it, they locked oh, mm -hmm. in the temporary enclosure overnight. They didn't lock in there. Um, or I never saw a lock in, in their actual like vivarium. Uh, but that's why I was wondering if you saw Locke, so we can kind of uh, mark from Locke to eggs, like kind of how long it takes. But yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, no, we'll have I, to wait and I see. I couldn't get that. I couldn't get that on on camera, or or just I didn't even witness it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, unless they're the immaculate conception, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I like they must have they must have done it when I was not around. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's super, super interesting. Okay, so so here's another another uh, to throw into it. You, you know, you mentioned you mentioned increase increasing frequency of misting and all that. My problem here, I think more than misting is temperature because uh, heaters now now that I have my heaters on, the house is warmer in general. No matter what I do, I have open window. I try to bring it back down to it, but the house in in general for three or four months is warmer. Now, is this also something that's triggering them, um, or or is this making them think now it's 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 winter and then with the ACs on all summer is that cooling them down? I'm not sure, but that's who, who another has thing. Who biology? 
<laughs> Touche. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if this is an act question that's been answered by biologists at this point. I don't have air conditioning in the summer. And okay. so in the basement, the temperature sometimes reaches 27, 28, 29 at times. Mm -hmm. uh, even if I'm trying to keep it cool, uh, the amount of terrariums that I have here, the heat produced impossible. by the lights is just, it's yeah. its uh, impossible to keep it lower than, than that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and funny enough, in the winter, I have more control over the, the temperature of the room because I can decide to keep it lower, um, yeah. but I cannot do it in the summer. Okay. So, mm -hmm. and, and so they laid when it must have been around like 26 27 degrees in yeah because july would have been around that time yeah end of july would have been really hot here so uh the only place i have air conditioning is in the bedroom and that's where i incubate the eggs because i was able to keep it at a lower temperature and now that uh, winter is around i just maintain the temperature cooler in the room around 18 20 and uh that's where i have to incubate them yeah that's that's super interesting I, I, we need to locate the, uh, the the temperature and humidity sheets for all the other locations of like like where like wherever lipidogaster comes from and where copper comes from and kind of compare because here's okay here's another interesting question for you guys. Lipidogasters are coming from everywhere, pretty much. So, sorry, lipidogasters are coming from everywhere. They're, are they're, they? They're, they're they're everywhere. Okay. Uh, Natals are still very common. So Cappers are everywhere as well. Very, very not common are the Bintangensis. I think they only come from one location, the Bintangensis, yeah. one locale. Yeah. Very, very specific. So yeah. like, it's very hard to know. I found a few locations to reference and I went with one because if they multiply there. Yeah, so it must be. Yeah, yeah. The other issue that we have when we look at location like this is that you might get the temperature records for a certain area in Vietnam, but you'll probably get it for like one of the bigger cities. Uh, the animals come from the mountains. Uh, yeah. Every thousand feet that you climb, the temperature changes dramatically. So even if it says that there's an average of like 29 degrees uh, in Vietnam, let's say uh, wherever city uh, during the summer or winter, where they're from in the mountain, it could be five degrees cooler. So we don't know all this. Yeah, so I, I went to a, a national park for that sake, okay. that we have a weather station in, um, for that sake. But also, I mean, we didn't measure, I mean, it's like, it's the, it's the temperature overall in the park, not yeah. under the trees, probably. So it's yeah, probably where the weather station is, which is not yeah. buried in the forest by the river where they would usually be. So. I mean, there's still deviation and they do live by the river. So I guess they do, they are used to soggy soil mm -hmm. more than others, but cut those, huh? cut those. I'm going to, I'm going to label this, this episode title, the frustrations of mountain horn dragon keeper <laughs> <laughs> or two people without by the degree in biology, talking to a person with a degree in biology, <laughs> getting no answers. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I send you to school, Fadi? I, I, <laughs> I will tell you, they taught me a lot less about this kind of stuff than I would have liked to learn. I, 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 it, 
they don't they don't ever touch on this kind of stuff unless you like specifically go further and further into it mm-hmm. um i really wish but i also don't want to go back to school and uh yeah <laughs> i got a great idea next podcast we should invite clint from clint's reptile uh, okay. maybe he knows more maybe he knows more yeah 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 i i would like to i would like to find i would like to find someone so i i found um a bunch of papers written by uh researchers in I, I believe the university was in China and uh, these guys have the same group of people have written multiple papers on Acanthosaura. So I've emailed, uh, I emailed four of them because I couldn't find the emails for the rest of them and I have not gotten any, a single response back, but I would, I would really like to find if anyone listening can put us in contact with someone over there who's mm-hmm. seen them in the wild or has done some form of work over there, uh, please do. Because I think, I think we could benefit greatly from, um, yeah, just somebody that's even seen what their habitat looks like, right? Um, I spoke to uh, the pictures. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I think yeah, it may have been you that mentioned last time uh, that you saw you found a video on YouTube of uh, poachers catching them or something. Yeah, and I can't find it again. I, I I tried searching for it as well. I can't find it. I just want to see what the environment looks like. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't it know. Literally, it looks exactly like my Natal's terrarium looks like. So okay. it's, it's a tree perching onto the river. Yes. And the male is straight up on a branch right. that sits on the river. And the minute he touches, the other male jumps into the water and swims okay. away. Yeah. And one is caught. And I have seen that behavior only once with uh, my female Lepidogaster. Uh, she was on a leaf just above the water feature. And I opened the door to feed them, and she jumped in the water. That was the first time I saw that. Yeah. So how pickles, pickles does that almost daily? So mm-hmm. she is on the top end of the terrarium, and she just dives in. So like no, no, no yeah. steps, no nothing. She jumps from four feet up bloop, into the water. So, I, so how often are all of your dragons spending time in the water? Over here, I don't see them in the water ever. Um, unfortunately, again, it's probably they're doing it when I'm not around because I put some uh, duckweed in my water features and uh, I see them covered in duckweed. So they they jump <laughs> yeah. in the water, they climb back out and uh, they go in, but I never, or, or again, that female did it, but that was the only time I saw them uh, in the water for a longer amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Natalia, they were going maybe once a week. I saw them drinking, but uh, now I rarely see them. In fact, I think that, uh, you know, they found a spot and they haven't moved from there since uh, last September, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same deal with, like, so they all changed spots now in the new place. Same terrarium, almost same design. Everything is almost the same. They did shuffle because of, I guess, the temperature changes or whatever. Uh, but they, yeah, they have the spots and you can go out in the morning and come back a week later and they're in the same spot. Yeah, um, right there. That's where my mail is on that log. Uh, yeah. And it's above the ground. There's no water there and it doesn't move from there. It doesn't move. So, well, and again, 
They do, but they seem they to do. find one spot that they really like, they really enjoy, and they go back to the same spot mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if 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 this is just a difference in species or what this is, but I actually have uh, quite a different experience uh, with both the capras and the bintangensis. The leperogasters are like that. Um, mm -hmm. I can leave for three days and come back, and they're still sitting in the same spot. I don't really see them in the water too often. Actually, uh, the baby from you guys... Yeah. Uh, sits in the water bowl uh, quite a bit more than than the rest of them but i never see my lipidogaster males in the water um i haven't seen what i believe is my females mm -hmm. fingers crossed um is uh, females in the water the capras um my my male capras spend i want to say 70 percent of their day in the water they're wow. in there all the time they never come out um I, I will feed them like tong feed them worms they'll they'll eat them in the water <laughs> like they they love it they they really do and 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 I don't know who mentioned something about diving they will climb to the top of the enclosure dive into the water sit there for like 15 minutes then jump out climb to the top and jump back in it's like they're playing a game mm -hmm. um it's it's hilarious to watch and and now I will say these are the captive bred babies and I don't know if um if it has something to do with them always having running water and um maybe they're trying to get like they so they do enjoy i i shouldn't say it that way i believe they do enjoy um human um uh, contact to a certain extent because it seems yeah. that they do it more frequently when i'm in the room and it could that be that's why they're ending up more in the water <coughs> they're just trying to get my attention or whatever um but without a fail the they are always almost always in the water the capras yeah the, I, I the same thing yeah. about the, the the difference between the lepidogaster the babies. babies and the, the adults baby the babies spend more time in the water a lot in the water a lot of time yeah. in the water they would sit in the jacuzzi mm -hmm. like you'd come and your baby does that laid yeah. around yeah hands like... up body in yeah and yeah. they're in there some of them fall asleep like this like you know they, they have would, their body yeah. in the water and they just sleep like that overnight versus the adults yeah. that are the adults, not spending never as much happen. time how yeah so is, how deep is the water feature um, because mine they're well i mean it's not deep by any means but five inches of water it, it's still deeper than a water bowl and that yeah, can, so the babies have a water bowl it's, water bowl. it's the size so, of their own body yeah. mm -hmm. and they sit in it um these guys so that's john wayne which i am it's it's a record-breaking day uh he never let me yeah. touch him like this that's really surprising uh, it's, he did it for the camera like, it's always uh it's always like a... <laughs> <laughs> um so he's I, i've been working with him for a while i'm trying it's like he's... this is your newest the pedagaster the mm -hmm. newest male is the yeah. one uh it's also a wild caught one right you guys yeah. brought this yeah, in for wild. fresh blood yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I, I wanted two different groups so i can start crossing between yeah. and uh stop getting things from the wild because uh seriously um so also i loved how green he is he's so pretty john wayne you're beautiful coloration is so variable in those animals i've got browns i got browns right? with yeah. black greens with gray head um very very of them have the same look it's unbelievable even yeah. even the babies coming out each one is very very different Oh, yeah, the baby I got from you, not a single black marking on it. It's fascinating. Yeah, he was like completely yeah. red, right? Completely red. Yeah, we I haven't love it. changed. I, I, 
the yeah no not at all cool so i'm hoping i'm hoping because i also have a male that i'm hoping that it's a female um, i also have yeah. a male with no black on it so i'm hoping that we can i also have a female that that's green and if none of my males are that pretty i may send her to you mm. um just you know pair her with that male and send her back <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know well, yeah i'm still waiting for my lipidogaster to to be for, i i definitely have two males and what I believe is two females, and then I don't know. I don't think your baby is sexable yet. Well, mm -hmm. didn't Al use uh, his like flashlight or something yep. to, to look? You, you put yeah. them. You put them to the back of the phone, and you can see if they are male. You'll see two uh, two testicles. You see How? the blood flowing to the testicles. I can even see it with with our young ones. So you should be able. I to should be able to. That. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you should because yours are okay. a little bit older. Yeah, so maybe we'll we'll wait after this episode. I maybe send you guys pictures. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So this, I'm, but I also think they the the females are maturing too fast. The males are maturing very slow, by the way, with the lepidogasters at least. So rage that was in the terrarium with um, with zero, I guess they didn't hatch at the same time. Rage was looked about the same size but he was definitely younger uh he is ready now so he had uh he had a prolapse on the first time he tried to engage let's, let's talk about that yeah, yeah yeah tell us about the prolapses <sighs> yeah the uh, well um, mountain horns dragons uh they don't like keeping their penises uh in their body <laughs> they prolapse all the time so Rage tried to do it the first time, and uh, he was old. Like I came in, he was slightly prolapsed, and I said maybe everything would be fine. And I came in like half an hour later, it was covered with blood. So I had to yeah. take him out of the terrarium and uh, nurse him to health. Now he's uh, fine. Yeah. But good. after that, he's so. I mean. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and maybe also add, what did the vet tell you? The male is unbelievable. So in Lepidogaster, this is a mature male. You see his tail? Yeah. So you I see, see the penile area. It's like it's, mm -hmm. it's big now. Okay, so I think my male's maybe mature. Do you so have... Did you not get any bigger than that? This is this is a, it's like I think that's quite big actually. Now it's the size. It's like I'll show yeah. you. Can you see now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think this is the size of the bulge. It's like John mm -hmm. Wayne is tiny. I mean, you can still see the, you can still see the the, the bulge, but it's not like so bulgy. Uh, as yeah. a comparison, do you have a female that? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that we could compare it to the male. Oh yeah, that yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. That's the mother of all the kids. So she had 18 eggs. Nothing. No bulge. Now if you put the male next to the female just to compare the size. Ah. Because size matters. It does. Well, we're not comparing uh, hemipenes here. We're comparing <laughs> lizards. Acanthosaurus porn. Let's go. That's what my neighbor. That's what my neighbor said the other day. I was walking into the house. 
He's like, you're going to go enjoy some lizard porn? I was like, no, I'm going to go film some lizard porn. <laughs> the female is quite, well, it, it seems like the female is larger. Can you, yeah, can you turn them around? Yeah, yeah. the females are sh larger than the males in all of my, in, in all of my uh, acanthosaurus. Let me show you the other female. She is much larger. This she's is much so... larger than the second female. But you really you see the see difference. Wow. In oh, wow. That's a huge difference. You like I double the get, male. Went to yeah. get yeah, then, uh, one of my this one, females. Windows 2, there's a huge Gave me five eggs in total. Yeah. 18. Yeah. 18. A tiny. Yeah, that's, that's out of this world. 18 eggs. In 18 eggs for the smaller one? Yeah. Yeah. In two, two nines. Wow. So she brought 18. She eventually brought only one. So, JF, my females are what I think are what I'm hoping are my females are the same size as the one you're holding in your hand right now. Yeah, it's 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 hard to tell like through the camera. Yeah, you know, but, I, you I know. think roughly around the same size, significantly smaller than what Eyal and Rebecca yeah. are showing us right now. So, I believe that this is too young still for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna wait till next year for sure on the Lepidogasters. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we're breeding them too too early. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Yeah. I can see. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. And that's it, it's hard to tell me why we are. And maybe if we're putting them with the rights. So I'm not worried about Peanut being with John Wayne because John Wayne is absolutely not ready for. I love the names. <laughs> um, Peanut is not something I worry about. If Peanut, I mean, I, I had them with a ready male and they did have sex prematurely. So I think Red was grabbed prematurely, and that's why she had the egg bounding yeah. and egg binding and all that thing. And Lily went through it because she's a she's a champion. She's Amish. Yeah, and she's definitely grabbed. Like you can you can really like see the eggs right now. Yeah, you can feel them right when you palpate the. Uh, yeah, there is a bump um, here. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you guys think that a male would ever dig? Uh, for her <laughs> no no like actually like do you do, do oh. you do you imagine that a male so like so the baby i got from you guys yeah. digs ah, mm -hmm. interesting. right interesting no yeah Boy, so, i've never seen that yeah she she fingers crossed it's a she digs yeah. a lot so i'm hoping that that means i i don't know i don't know yeah it means she's looking for food do you think that's what it is it could yeah, be I've they never seen they are behavior. taking. They, they mostly eat in nature. They would mostly eat mm -hmm. um, worms. Hmm. So they like isopods. Yep. So you maybe crazy for isopods. Could maybe yours isopods. really is looking for isopods. Oh yeah, when I put isopods in the tank, yeah. I, I couldn't keep the baby's tank. I couldn't keep it bioactive. Uh, by yeah. No. Yeah. Like they the adults, them, they snack they on have them because like the two small isopods they don't mind them. Once they get to size, they would eat them um what kind of isopods any of it i i have a giant mix within my terrariums i just pretty much like but not dwarf whites bigger bigger sized ones no yeah yeah, much, yeah. i have dairy cows dairy cows powder dairy blues cows. i have dairy cows i have yeah. the orange ones i have like whatever whatever comes on sale and cheap at wherever i go i think red now is gravid again yeah but she's just starting to be gravid because obviously now I have this sex date. That's the prolapse date. That's the first time he had anything. 
Okay. So yeah. So I guess now now we know when they had it. So when I said before on texts that I think that they are gravid, they weren't. Okay. So do you have a rough time scale of how long they have been for? Gravid? I think she's starting now. She's starting now. So she will give me the second lay. So that would be, I guess she would lay in December. Hmm. It's it's the December lay. So I had one, it's like last year, I had one lay in October and one lay in December. So about two months apart. Yeah. 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 And if I got what we believe is the second batch in January, then the last one would have been November. Mm Mm-hmm. So we could be, we could be, other than the one off of JF's laying in July and September, we could be going into what's their laying season. Now, whether that's being triggered by us over here and like, you know, like we said, either the heaters or or pre-sequencing or all that, or whether they're still in tune with their summers in Vietnam. Are yours Balcos or... Uh, all the ones that are gravid are wild caught. Yes. Okay. They're now they're they're not gravid we'll from they're not I... gravid from the wild. Like all of them are gravid from being paired to my males now. But I I don't know. I, I yeah. Who knows? Wait. When, in uh, here we will have captive bred starting to breed. Yes. And before if we can see the pattern. time as Vietnam, then we know that biologically they're attuned to the motherland i mean it's like it's i don't think they can know what's happening over there i'm a leftist you can't you can't you can't you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do this to me you're breaking my world <laughs> my whole leftist agenda here is dying um i i don't think they can feel what you know they're not attuned to their motherland but to the conditions so if we're replicating some conditions that trigger a certain behavior that that could be the reason and maybe I just hit the right spot earlier. Yeah. And that's why, you know, she ended up laying in July and two months later, perhaps next year. I, and again, I was going to say to see a pattern, you have to, to breed for more than one season because yes. you have to have a lot more data than what we have. Perhaps next year, the, um, you know, like, first of all, are they going to, to lay eggs every year? Is it, you know, uh, that's an excellent to, question. Yeah. You know, like every two years, who knows? I, I don't know yet. Right. So we have to look. At patterns before we maybe they only lay when they're in danger like Fadi, when you relocated them they they felt some sort of a threat and then they started like yeah who knows who knows or 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 what i relocated them to like the temporary vivarium had less hiding spots and they were more in view of each other and the male immediate like there's yeah there's so many factors to that as well um sorry jeff i'm not to throw it not to throw it back but when when had had you stopped doing the 10 minute sprays when she laid the eggs yes i have because I, I was getting tired of uh draining the tank no sorry not not now sorry uh like it, uh, when yeah. she laid the eggs had you already yeah, had stopped? stopped yeah had had already stopped at that point okay yeah yeah i went back down to two minutes uh 10 minutes was overkill but uh, so i shouldn't go yeah. downstairs and turn it on for 10 minutes then yeah um <laughs> you know like the I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what works for them. Now I, I don't know. I just played by ear. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. For I'm sure. sorry, Ayala. I'm boring you. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's, 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 it's an actual. You know, like it's been a long day. It's been a long day. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, we take, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think I really confused their systems this year. <laughs> so I don't know. With it's your also, it's, it's very the hard to too. know. It's the move. It's where they, so, so the old apartment was, uh, uh, hell pretty much. I mean, we couldn't get the place under 25 degrees. Humidity and temperature wise. I mean, it was, it was a challenge controlling it. Um, so, and then we moved into the end of summer for them. So they didn't have a switched season ish and they moved to a basement that is I mean, the basement itself ambience is around 20 and with mm -hmm. the lights and everything, their daytime, they have a gradient, the Natals for that sake, they have a gradient anywhere between 35 in their basking spot to 22, 23 in their cold side. And it drops to 21 in the cold side and the basking spot at night. It was not the deal back there. Back in the old apartment, it was like steady 25 okay. all the time. So we'll see how that confused them. <laughs> now that you know, now that you know that there's several months of the year with almost zero uh, rain, with zero days of rain, do you plan on reducing humidities for a certain period of time throughout the year? I guess so. It's like the, the decision that I made is to go by what I think is the pressure systems there that would cause this. So yeah. it's like I, I pretty much like synced it to how it would look here because obviously the, the systems in Vietnam are very, very different than the systems we have here. That's why we don't have monsoons in Canada and we also don't have giant spiders in Canada, which I'm all in favor. Um, so I mean, I, I kind of tried to schedule it accordingly with what I will do with mostly temperatures. So I think it's like, I, I'll send you the, the chart that I adapted and that's what I will go with to a point. Yeah. It's like still everything, all, all my misting systems are the same. So, I mean, it's like everybody is connected to the, I have two mist kings. So one's running the, all the mountain dragons and the emerald triskings and the other one is running all the rest of the cages so the the rest of the cages are just going through like two bursts a day of a minute the other one is going wilder with the monday five minutes and all that but i mean i can't go too wild unless i hook the mountain dragons on a whole separate system yeah well with, the uh winter richer knocking on our doors now so the uh, the air is going to be drier with uh, i know i have only electric heating in my house so uh so winter months the temperature uh drop first but uh, the uh the heater is drying up the air in the basement dramatically yeah. right now the humidity would vary between 60 50 percent and then when when winter comes it'll be like down to 30 percent in the room so you know that's something that we can play with uh to replicate a drier season you know like I, I guess we just have to to play with the parameters that we have 
I mean, and, and we Absolutely. have to think about how we can play, what, what parameters we have and how we can adapt them to there. Yeah. To trick them. Yeah. And once we know, it's complicated it. because we're talking about barometric pressure. Uh -huh. We're talking about, uh, you know, like days, um, not days, but uh, hours of lighting. Um, you know, like we can try to mimic some, some yep. of the parameters indoors, but uh, are they more attuned to the uh, outdoors, like parameters, like barometric pressures and, and whatnot? Or you just know? light cycles. It's like, yeah. Uh, is that the uh, infinite the only way to know is doing like a, a proper experiment? It's like one of us is doing that, one of us is doing that, and one person is doing everything. Yeah, something different. See what happens. Yeah, I don't know. I will say when I back when I was breeding crested geckos, um, I had there was definitely some correlation of higher babies hatching on rainy days. So something was some form of pressure was affecting them, but I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is. I never paid attention to that. Mm -hmm. Darn! I'll have to start breeding crested geckos again. Yeah, yeah. See, see if it works. Yeah, I don't know because I remember. I remember like getting to the point where I'd get excited that it would be raining. I'd be like, oh, I wonder. I bet I have something hatching at home right now. And almost every time, it 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 seemed to. And now it could be a giant, giant coincidence. Yeah. But it, it's a bit too big of a coincidence to be mm -hmm. to be that. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, yeah. There, there we go. Uh, I I think you're right, Jeff. I think that is the infamous Larry. <laughs> Is is yeah, I, I saw. Okay, so here's one other piece of actually piece of news that I haven't announced yet. Um, that is probably pretty pretty convenient to announce on this episode. Um, I now also, since the last episode, have myself uh, what I have dubbed so far because I haven't come up with a better name as uh, Larry Junior. So I have my uh, my own. <laughs> I have a male uh, Natalia. Uh, I am in search of a female, but uh, I'm not in rush for it at all. Um, I've got enough on my plate. So whenever a female comes up, I will probably grab her. But yeah, I have an Italian now. So woohoo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the best. They're my favorite. Oh my god. Are they yeah? Amazing. They're, they're the prettiest for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I really like the I, I like the look of the Lepidogasters. I like the eyes. Yeah. But I take the the connection that you get. Yeah. Like you don't get the same connection with the smaller ones. Their personalities right. are big. I yeah, I can see that. I can see that already. He still doesn't. He still hates me and won't come anywhere near me. Oh, but, yeah. but but I can see that. I, I can see that he's at least seems a little bit smarter than the Lepidogaster. Um, seems more yeah. like the Capras than than the Lepidogaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you just have yeah. a bigger brain, slightly mm -hmm. like bigger brain. That makes sense. Yeah. Larry. And 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 look wise, I think them and the Bintangensis are probably like the most unique looking of the, of all the mm -hmm. of all the Acanthosaurus or the ones we have in captivity so far at least. Did you guys see? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name, so I'm gonna look it up really quickly, so I don't I don't say it's wrong. Rubin uh, Rubin Hold on. not used to him much plus i was sticking needles into him yeah. um so somebody not too long ago posted on uh, the mountain horn dragon facebook group which by the way shout out mountain horn dragon facebook group and if anyone here is listening is a mountain horn dragon keeper please join us on our mountain horn dragon facebook group you're on with the admins right now um yeah so so um 
somebody posted a Akinsora Rubri Labris. I probably said that's wrong. R U B R I L A B R I S. Um, and it looks a lot like a, a Lipidogaster with a much darker mask and mm. just the colors are super super vibrant I, I don't know if you guys saw this post or not but no i did not uh, I did look not. up yeah look up at least the the species uh fascinating looking mountain horn dragon and this person was actually in somewhere in um asia um so i don't remember if they were posting from but they said like something like oh i'm in thailand these guys are native to me and i have a group of them in captivity Mm-hmm. And so now I'm hoping that somehow he's able to breed them and ship us some to Canada because they are beautiful, beautiful oh. animal. Yeah. One 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 day I, I have a dream of having all the subspecies. All the subspecies. Yeah. yeah. I think I think what are they for, fourteen or fifteen now? Mm-hmm. I think with with the discovery of the new yeah. one, it's I think we're at fifteen. Yeah. Uh, and that would be a dream for sure. The uh, male that you have, Fatty, is it yellow or is it the red face? Should I go get him? Uh, he's he's not he's he's not a red face. He's not a red face, but I wouldn't. He's almost like, like a yeah. He's like Larry. Almost it's like almost like a a, a light blue. Like well, I guess when he fires up, it might be a bit like a yellow, but it's 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 a very faint yellow. Huh. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll go grab him. I'll go grab him. Go grab him. Yeah, yeah. yeah we want to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's it's let's Larry. compare our lizards. Yes, the competition. Yeah. Show me your lizard. <laughs> Show me your lizard. It is the original reason that I got into the trade. Who, Larry? No. Show me your lizard. I so wanted you to tell. look a person in the eye and ask them, you want to see my lizard without being a pervert? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mufasa. Yeah. So pretty. He's beautiful. Can they see screens? Larry, can you see? Can you see? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Of course you can. You don't care. You know, the dewlap is out. I don't know if he's seeing it. Yeah, but, uh, the dewlap is out. I can see that. Larry is so chill. Larry is, he, he rarely has it out. It's, like, it's just unbelievable. The uh, Emerald Tree Skinks do recognize other Tree Skinks on a telephone screen. They're so smart. Yeah. They're nope. so smart. It's like, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah, so you see, I don't know, I'm all backwards now with that camera. So they're all, oops, different. Like, it seems like Larry's head is a lot lighter than the rest of its body as Mufasa mm-hmm. is completely the same color. Oh really? Well, so he doesn't like the he doesn't have the stripes. <laughs> he doesn't have the stripes on his head. Oh, show it higher. No. Oh my God, he's different. Yeah, no, they're all different. Ah, even yeah, even lighter. I thought it's even pickles and inana. They're so different. No, for sure. But I thought it's the males are always going to be like with yeah. some sort of different color the head parts but i guess not interesting Ooh. it's gonna kill me hello i am back with a very very angry natalia oh no where'd you go come here angry very angry <laughs> 
Okay, calm down. Okay. This may take a second. Yeah. Oh, hold on, he's okay. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh my oh, god, look at him. he's pretty. He's he's a female. Like oh my god, he's, he's a what? Looks like a female. You're kidding. Oh, I don't know. I can't. He looks green to me. I hope it's a female. That would be a lot easier. Yep. He looks 100% green. Yeah. Oh, okay. He has left us and is now sitting on the other side of the room. But um, no, I don't think it's a female. Um, no, it could be what the, about the uh, tail? It's like, do you have the the tail? Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna give him a second to cool down. He's hiding behind the camera right now and giving me a very, very dirty look. <laughs> but I, I, I'll um, I'll check in a second. I, I'm pretty sure. So um, I ordered three, and and uh, um, unfortunately, you made it. Two males came in and only one of them made it. Yeah, yeah. But from my from like the second I opened the box, I was like, oh, these are two. Like I was a little, you know, super excited but a little disappointed that it wasn't a pair. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. we have this this man here, which we have dubbed Larry Junior for now, and Larry Junior is in search of a Mrs. Larry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm not like I said. I'm not in a rush, especially since you guys are already working with them. Um, at some point, one of you is gonna have a baby female. <laughs> some point. Yeah, exactly. No so, pressure. So. No, no pressure. pressure. Yeah. No pressure. But come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But come on, guys. I need a female. <laughs> yeah, like. Well, I have at least another like four or five months before any of the eggs hatch. So. I would say longer. Yeah. I think I think you will have uh, better luck with uh, JF at this point. Yeah, you JF. You're probably gonna be the first. Fingers crossed, JF. Who do you have with you? This is Mufasa. That's uh, That's my mail. mail. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and we were while you were gone to get your mail, we were looking at the differences. Like Larry's uh, um, uh, stripes on the head are much darker than Mufasa's. Can you bring Mufasa closer to the camera, please? Uh, if you can. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Can is he is he like my Larry Junior? No, not as bad. No, no. Okay. Oh. As I say that, he jumps. I did, yeah. Away. At least he jumps. I was getting, I was getting mouthful open, head bobbing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's afraid of the camera. That yeah. Uh, the uh, got like a ring light on it, and that's yeah. oh, yeah. him out. Oh, makes okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're they are beautiful species, though. I, I, I I'm so he's definitely wild caught, but I'm so happy that he at least has all his horns and everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I'm like really, really scared of one of them falling off. Well, it's mostly the females that are losing horns. Losing horns, yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my female capper definitely lost hers, uh, but they can lose them from like that freak out that he just had right now around me. That apparently they can lose them off just doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, knock on uh, fake wood. Uh, Larry yeah. had uh, incidents, and he's still mm -hmm. two horns attached. Yeah, yeah, but. It's like Inanna came in with both missing and uh, Pickles lost she, one. She had yeah. two, but they were like banded already. One was so, very yeah. bent. And yeah. She's got a floppy one. Yeah, he's got a floppy one too. One and a floppy one. Okay. See, so look, he's, he's firing up now. His color's changing. Let me try to draw this one. Oh, bring him with the thing because <laughs> it's, it's the only way. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes. 
I was gonna say I have him, but I don't have him. Oh, Not anymore. <laughs> so I heard the show him. saying that they were calm and you know they play dead the moment you take them out of the the uh, terrarium, but. Uh, Nothing yeah. at all. Nothing yeah. at all. So the pedogasters. But okay. even with them, it takes time. When they're uh, wild caught, it takes time until until they're that comfortable with you. Um, but once they are, I mean, you saw hours, right? I was holding them for hours, and they have no problem. Yeah, it's definitely all of all of my other ones that I've had for longer. Um, even like. Cruella, who got her name for being crazy and bitey, I can pick her up and hold her now. It's, I think it's, like you're saying, it's just a matter of time. I think eventually he'll be not as crazy, hopefully, with me as well. I don't know how I'm going to take him downstairs again or get him out of my room now because he won't even go near me. But <laughs> we'll figure that out after this. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, we're already at the hour and one hour and a half mark. Um, so maybe we'll, 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 do a, we'll start wrapping it up here. Does anyone have any final comments or... Last voice that the last words that they want to throw out for all our lovely mountain horn dragon keepers. Uh, JF, we're all waiting for uh, eggs to hatch. JF, we are waiting. That I agree. <laughs> I'm trying <Yes>. my best. <laughs> Put my name on, on the first female you see. Um, okay, <laughs> anything else? I don't think so. I think we need to, uh, to have a talk with our ladies to you know start yeah, digging. Yeah, if it, if it works, let me know what the secret is so I can have a, the same talk with my ladies. Yeah. Um, maybe we need to just send them all to a spa, get get massages and 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 hot tub baths. And send them here. Like, send them here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll send them to JF so they can turn the water on for ten minutes. Don't be magic. Maybe they need to be on so, Quebec soil. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, everyone, to all our lovely mountain horn dragon keepers, and if you're not already. A lovely mountain horn dragon keeper i'm sure after listening to this either we frustrated you and you're never keeping them again or you're super interested um regardless read them you can just keep them as pets and then that, way less frost way less that's very true that's very true but regardless um we are going to try and do this as frequently as possible and keep you guys updated so either it'll be like a every so often months or it'll be like big things are happening right now let's just jump on it and and that but that being said, what I'm trying to say is you will see a lot more of these lovely Mountain Horn Dragon Keepers very, very soon. And on that note, JF, can you let everyone know where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Beauregard Reptiles. Um, that's where I'm most active. Uh, I was told once that Facebook was for old people, but I, I never go wow. there. I disagree. I'm trying to put myself back on Facebook and become more active on their... Uh, their um, they're pushing to, to compete with Instagram and all the rest. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, so Instagram, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. And, and Eyal and Rebecca? We are the responsible reptile. Um, we're Googleable and we're Instagram, though not as active. I'm more active on my uh, cooking account, which I do to afford the lizards. Yes, uh, you can throw that in there too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's uh, Chef Beyond Gender. If you if you're into uh, leftist politics and uh, some food <laughs> and uh, lizards, uh, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on Facebook on the group that is very very good and educational. Uh, Mountain Let, Lines. Do, do you remember that I was I wanted to I wanted to throw the exact name out, um, but is there is there? Uh, I have my trusty phone here. Are you okay? Because I'm also yeah I'm also looking it up on Facebook. Um, yeah, if you're not already, if you are a Mountain Horn Dragon Keeper. And you're not on this group, 
uh please do join us it's super super useful uh i need to i'm not i'm not great about being active mountain or dragons info there we go i'm not as good at being active on there but i'm gonna try my best to start being more active because i think that after this podcast because obviously this podcast is the number one source for mountain horn dragon information but after this podcast the facebook group is probably the best place to go um and it's not just canadians it's like keepers from all over the world so it's uh, i think it's a super valuable piece of information cjf facebook isn't just for old people get on there and get in that group <laughs> the two old people yeah. <laughs> i just don't have time with all the eggs that are cooking in my house you know i gotta take care of the eggs don't have time for facebook Fair, fair. Uh, that's fair. Absolutely. No, fair. That's that's um, a priority. We need we need those Natalia babies. So forget yeah. Facebook. Focus on the eggs. <laughs> and uh, Fatty, where can we find you other than all the uh, Toronto <laughs> plant and uh, pet expos? Yes, yes. Well, actually, uh, that that's a very good point. Are you guys going coming out to the November twenty sixth one? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, we well, I mean, so, like, should. We'll, we'll it's the last one of the year. If you guys, am, am if I you guys are in the area. I mean, I mean we'll take, probably be when, there. When, when, when Greg from Beneath the Canopy is texting me, am I going to see you in this uh, expo? I'm like, is the wow. sky blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, perfect. So, yeah, there. JF, try to come out as well. Um, but yes, as JF said, you can find me at every expo in Ontario. Uh, all the reptile and plant expos, even the pet expos. And and uh, I'm on all social media platforms as Daffy's Reptiles and Daffy's Roundtable. You're already listening to the podcast, so you already found it. But... It's available on all streaming platforms. And and on that note, thank you, JF, for helping me. And that, <laughs> uh, on that note, thank you all very much for listening. See you on the next uh, Akansora Roundtable for Mountain Horn Dragon Lovers. I'm going to, whatever, you know what the title is. See you all on the next one. <laughs>